This episode was co-produced with Energy Startup Day, an event which connects startups from the areas of clean tech, energy, mobility and smart buildings with incumbent companies and public institutions. All this preparation work, I would say, that we've done for 21 from a market perspective and really have a market back approach in the kind of solutions that we want to use, a kind of technology that converted into a very quick pre-seed roundtable. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Alex, a very welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. It's great, great to be with you and thanks a lot for inviting me. You're the co-founder and CEO at What Anywhere, a company that is transforming how high power electricity demand is actually delivered to anyone, anywhere. Before we talk about what your company does, I actually want to know what motivated you to start What Anywhere. So in my view, the motivation comes actually from three uh, aspects. The, the number one would be your own state of mind, uh, your willingness to act on an, on an ID, uh, bring it to, to people, and also having experience that the corporate world wouldn't be adapted to um, a very fast pace of progress for your ID. So that's really the number one, and uh, having this both experience of the corporate, large corporate corporations, international corporations, and the startup uh, really stands out for, you know, what, what is it that you want to promote, you want to defend? What is it that uh, makes your idea much stronger? The, th the second aspect would be the external factors that you're personally sensitive to. Um, and, and on my side, I've had a, a first experience of a startup back um, before the internet uh, bubble, where you know this uh, revolution was huge in the US and still very native in Europe. So I was very sensitive to that. And back then I had created um, my first little company, uh, SIRL, and uh, developing websites and uh, developing the first, uh, one of the first portals to uh, real estate, performing transaction on the net. Very exciting times. And Maybe what the, the little plus that uh, had me uh, also dive into uh, What Anywhere uh, back in uh, 2020 has been uh, visibility on uh, the successful startups around me from close friends that have been very successful in defining the, the right idea that they wanted to bring to, to market and executing this idea to the best extent. And so it's with one of them, Didier Roux, that uh, we've basically we've conceived co-founded What Anywhere. Fantastic. Yeah. Three very strong motivators to actually start What Anywhere. Amazing. And can you also talk a bit more about what problem that you actually solve and who your clients are? So we've been looking closely at a problem that is uh, rising today that's called range anxiety. And uh, you may have experienced that that issue if you drive an electric vehicle, you go for a holiday and you start seeing at some point your gauge uh, going down quite rapidly, but having difficulties to find the, the charging point. 
And, and the reason for that is that for the operators of charging points, it's getting more and more difficult to follow the pace of the development of the electric car and have installation of charging points at the same speed as uh, EV sales is going. And one of the key reasons for that, not going fast enough, is the difficulty to access uh, the grid, so the electrical grid that provides you with the necessary power to uh, to provide for the charging point to, to the electric vehicle drivers. And this is summarized in um, uh, two key figures. When you look at the way the grid expanded over the years, historically, it's been an expansion of about 4 or 5% year-over-year growth um, and that involves you know from uh, those centralized plants to distribution and transport and then to to have all the uh, economy around connecting each uh, individuals or companies on the uh, at the same time you have a surge of the demand everything is being electrified and this surge makes a demand that is at least 30 percent year-over-year so you see that gap that is forming and that gap translates in, for the end user, translates in this range anxiety that I've mentioned. And in that regard, I mean, the energy transition is also happening right now. We're basically in the middle of it. How do you, with your company, also contribute to that? I think you're also an important puzzle piece when it comes to that part. At, at least we want to be part of that piece and hopefully we'll be successful in that. Effectively, there is a need for um, a mix, an energy mix. There is no uh, single solution to the electrification of um, all, the, all our equipment and industries and as well uh, developing the uh, independence uh, versus uh, sourcing fossil fuel. And so, yeah, we want to be part of that. It's been one of the initial drivers with my business associate um, as we were nurturing the, the main ideas that we want to be part of that energy transition. It's key for the, the world. It's, it's, it's going to be having a global impact on how we, we use and produce uh, energy. And so when we look at the um, objectives of the European Commission through, uh, through the, 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 the various uh, deals, the Green Deal and the objective set for, for energy emission, um, re developing renewables is really important. So from, from day one, we've been looking at what would be a great solution to be part of that mix and be part of the development of renewable. And we've selected, we've picked bioenergy. So that is electricity out of uh, the biomass and out specifically out of the, the residue and waste of the biomass. Mm -hmm. It's a... It's a, it's a model that has been exploited today in a way where you have large centralized production centers called um, uh, CHPs, for instance. And those sites um, have a certain efficiency that uh, will need to be improved to meet the targets of the European Commission and also depend on the grid and the difficulties that I've mentioned earlier, where the, the, the grid would also need to to develop fast enough. So we come with a way to produce bioenergy that is different. Um, that is by having a decentralized production, having the production of electricity as close as possible to the consumer. 
and that's uh, that's possible with the uh, generator that uh, we're uh, designing and manufacturing for for our customers. Yeah, that is certainly a new approach, fantastic innovation. Now, you also briefly mentioned your co-founder, Didier. Um, can you also share a bit more about what experience your team brings to the table? We've, uh, with Didier, we've known each other for uh, a number of years. Uh, we've been uh, uh, part of uh, this. We've been grad graduates, school graduates. So it's been a while that we, we know each other. And uh, we worked in, um, in the industrial context, in the automotive industry for Didier. I was in the transport and then in aerospace industries. So with the, the first point that uh, we have in, in common is this ability to work in this context of uh, industrialized products uh, that needs to be delivered uh, in, in this way. Didier also has run um, a startup for the past 10 years very successfully. Um, in uh, the world of embedded software, the timely critical software that is now flies on a fighter jets, so very, very exciting technology. Wow. And uh, so as he's been through a, a successful exit with uh, large corporations uh, investing into the, the startup, decided to, uh, was motivated per the start of our discussion to run another uh, such uh, enterprise. And also what we've looked at is very quickly built an extended team when our uh, five people in the team uh, from uh, companies like uh, Honeywell, three of us were part of these uh, corporations, uh, but also um, Accenture for our CFO. So quite an experienced uh, team that um, has experience in uh, launching a product and bringing it to market and uh, an experience on the production as well. Olivier, for instance, was a director of uh, quality for uh, Honeywell plants across uh, Europe. So really um, unique and extensive experience relative to uh, this, kind of, um, this kind of setup. And I'm sure that you also have plenty of stories or achievements to share when we talk about the current milestones, the last milestones that you've achieved with your company? What comes to mind? We're very proud of um, the way we, 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 got, we got started. Uh, through 2021, we've been selected by uh, incubators. And so that also is part of our differentiation as a startup. We are uh, both uh, Swiss and uh, French. So we, have an, uh, we enjoy being incubated at Simarc um, in Sion of the of the Art Foundation in Valais, and also in Paris in Paris by uh, Incuballiance, and uh, that's been um, really key through 2021 to uh, receiving the right coaching and the right support in order to set our objectives. So again, building that uh, generator for electricity out of the biomass and also key to select the best way to bring that energy to our generator that is um, selecting ethanol i think i didn't mention it uh, enough that um, this is um, a fantastic way to bring the energy to uh, our, our generators as ethanol is very easy to transport very easy to store there is it's a commodity today so you can uh, buy it on the, on, on the market at a very, very affordable price. So lots and lots of qualities in using 
that renewable ethanol that we uh, convert into hydrogen in our system, in our fuel system, and having the fuel cell to pro produce the electricity out of that uh, hydrogen. So uh, the reason I mentioned that also is was part in 2021 of our uh, technical strategies as well. I mentioned the incubation, we have a technical strategy and uh, a market strategy which uh, we can we can address and being very confident with with that we've created the company in october last year and immediately started with a pre-seed roundtable with friends and families and also applying to grants and and uh, also have been very very happy to to see that all this um, preparation work, I would say, that we've done for 21 from a market perspective and really have a market back approach in the kind of solutions that we want to use, a kind of technology um, that converted into a very quick and and uh, uh, a very quick pre-seed roundtable. Lots, lots of enthusiasm from um, uh, brands that uh, had invested into startups in the past and also, uh, we're very happy to win uh, an industry's program right from the first application, mm -hmm. where uh, at CMARC, we were being told that we might have to uh, resubmit uh, a couple of times before we get successful. So that has been closing uh, the first uh, roundtable by March, now working on the, on, the, on the second one. The other things we're very uh, proud of is really the market traction that we get from actors that are uh, completely immersed with the issues that, uh, that we've mentioned. Um, a utility company in Valais that is trusting us, investing in the company, but also uh, charge point operators such as the Vinci Group in France that operate the highways and the charging points. And, and so we, we enjoy having a very, very open and nice collaborative discussions in order to make sure that we have the right uh, specification for our product and that we really hit their needs as, as fast as possible. And you've also been awarded at the Energy Startup Days as a winner. Do you think that these awards are helpful for you as a startup company? Well, these awards are key. Uh, it's... Um, uh, it's 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 not uh, only for um, I would say being exposed and uh, some of these awards actually come with uh, some uh, financing and and we have one another one that will be released on Thursday. I'm looking at the dates here, so uh, being very excited also about having this series of awards and uh, there is there is financing that comes with it. It's, it's important. I, I would say every I'd say every penny is very important. Um, to, uh, to for during that uh, startup uh, phase, and also it brings an essential uh, thing that is the exposure to the larger community, to investors in particular, and make sure that uh, they really understand uh, what our differentiator differentiators, what is the value proposition that we have for our customers, and uh, this requires really. Um, saying uh, what we're doing is presenting it numerous times in order to, to understand. We really have very strong innovation from a, a supply chain perspective, from the way 
uh, we do business in acquiring electricity at a, low, at a typical way. And this innovation comes from this choice of ethanol. And uh, this is not uh, immediate to understand because there is so much uh, discussion about potentially other vectors uh, using uh, hydrogen or using some uh, ammoniac and other ones. And um, But as soon as we talk about this idea, well, we, we get all the positive feedback. We also get uh, questions and we get, I would say, uh, better and better for each of these opportunities of exchanging and uh, presenting our ideas. You know, your, your approach seems to be very unique and innovative at the same time. If you look at the competitive landscape, do you even have something as a competitor or anyone that you consider to be a competitor or at least a replacement of, of your offering? It's, um, yeah, it's a good point because um, we have a unique approach in uh, using an energy vector that comes from the biomass and that allows to have a true renewable uh, solution and also uh, a CO2 neutral uh, solution, uh, which is very important today to meet the, uh, the objective uh, that are set to, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And um, so if we look at, the, for our customer, the, the, the number one alternative would be to use the local utility company. But when we talk about the energy required for recharging cars, we, we talk about quite, quite a lot of energy. With mm-hmm. in two aspects. Number one, the kind of the pipe, so the in, that is measured in kilowatt. So, uh, what the quantity of electricity that is, can be brought to your site, and the other aspect is the amount of energy, how much ca- can be stored at your style at your at your site, so that you're not constantly uh, ref- refilling your solution. And on both accounts, uh, we are very well positioned with a 300 kilowatt. A system that can address uh, fast charging with multiple charging points, charging several cars at the same time. And from an energy storage perspective, uh, the ethanol brings us a huge amount of energy immediately available. Just to give an element of comparison with uh, uh, one typical uh, truck that delivers ethanol today of 30 cubic meters, we can recharge about 3,000 cars. So when we look at, back to your questions on alternatives, alternatives today uh, would be the electricity company, but with the issues with the grid, that translates into a waiting time to get your power of Mm -hmm. two to three years. There's so many people that want to connect to the grid, either to provide energy or to get energy, that basically you have to be in line and to to get the connection. So, so that's for one alternative. Other alternatives include battery system, but uh, here this is an aspect of energy density that makes our solution um, uh, very, very different. Um, I, I mentioned about um, the quantity of ethanol that can be used to recharge 3,000 cars. If you take battery systems, the same amount of energy, the quantity of energy in kilowatt hours is about uh, 10 times uh, less with the current technology. And then there is um, uh, solutions based on uh, sourcing hydrogen and makes the generator maybe a little bit um, more compact, uh, but however, depends on the creation of the complete supply chain 
that can bring the hydrogen to your site. And that's where we innovate with the use of ethanol, that is with the use of an existing supply chain that, that uh, today uh, delivers ethanol pretty much everywhere, either for consumption uh, as alcohol, right, in your drink, yeah. uh, or to uh, mix it with gasoline and use in thermal engines, which um, is, is all uh, very robust and, and solid supply chain today. Fantastic. And, you know, you've been on, on the market and, and in the entrepreneurial journey for quite some time now. I wonder if you had to pick just one challenge. What was the toughest challenge that you had to overcome so far? So we've, we've had a, a variety of challenges as a, as a, as a startup. Um, but um, uh, in fact, uh, so one of them has been... Uh, the uh, identification of the right uh, actors that the right uh, launch customers that we want to work with we uh, even if we have five people and we're very lucky to be five in the team of experienced people you really need to narrow down your objectives very clearly and not disseminating various solutions stay focused uh, so that's an execution actually an execution execution challenge we we constantly asked, oh, could you please uh, provide a solution for the maritime also uh, market because there's new regulation that ships should stop their heavy fuel engines when they are in the port in Europe. So they, they have to connect to electricity. And oh, by the way, at a port, you, we don't have the power available. So we constantly pulled into so many directions because we indeed have so many potential applications with our solution um, at, at various sites. So we need to stay focused. We need to stick to our choice to first look at customers as being the charge point operators for electric cars, because that's a big enough challenge already to, to solve for us. And it's also a market that is booming. So it's very nice for a startup to anchor to such a dynamic uh, market. The other aspect in Switzerland would be the diversity of, um, of actors, in particular in terms of utility companies. Um, however, this is also probably what uh, made our relationship with Oiken in Valais so, uh, I mean, firm up so fast, because being local, they really understand the issues of the local communes that they, that they solve. And the, they, they could very quickly justify to their management uh, that our solution would help them a lot uh, in uh, coping with, um, uh, with uh, some of these uh, issues using the grid. One of them being uh, an extension project um, can take a really massive amount of time um, to be put in operation, not talking about the, the CapEx or so that is involved. Right. Now, of course, you're also curious to hear about the future. So what are your plans for the future? What can we expect from your company over the next 12 months? We, um, I mentioned about our, our success uh, very recently in the pre-seed uh, funding. So our next step is uh, to, to look at uh, first um, uh, a demonstration that uh, we call it our demo day. That is on 14, the 14th of September, uh, where we want to make sure that uh, we bring visibility on our very first uh, prototype that we develop 
uh, as part of this InnoSwiss project along with the uh, EPFL and HESSO. And so uh, the whole team will be very proud of demonstrating how we can convert ethanol into electricity with uh, the highest level of efficiency that can be uh, set for this kind of uh, system today. And also have the ecosystem that we've created really uh, discuss all together. So we have launch customers coming, uh, big industrial com companies coming to that event. That is essential as we've already started our roadshow in order to uh, seek for uh, funding from, from investors. Uh, so here we talk now about the seed funding of about 6 million francs that uh, will uh, uh, allow to uh, perform the uh, initial development of our, of our prototype and deliver it to uh, Oiken in 2023. It will be, this is a really important event for us because this, uh, this first demonstration on site at um, a parking lot uh, will be a world first, basically, um, in the sense that uh, for the first time, an electric car will be recharged with a system that uses ethanol as an energy vector that itself comes from the residue and waste of the biomass. So uh, we, <clears throat> we expect a lot of attention. And again, as we discussed, attention and visibility is key for, for a startup. Certainly a very exciting time ahead of you. Alex, to wrap up today's conversation, we also have some rapid fire questions prepared for you. So basically I give you different options to choose from or a simple question and you have to answer in one sentence. Are you ready? I'll try. <laughs> what was your summer job as a teenager? Oh, as a, as a teenager, I had a couple, but really the most challenging one been to uh, be uh, to spend two months at the supermarket, uh, wake up at five in the morning, and uh, obviously as being the teenager, uh, I was involved into the the wine area, which is the heaviest, and so I could suffer, uh, you know, I could suffer from uh, going for this job um, uh, back then. What are you most proud of in your life? Um. Probably the fact of uh, <clears throat> having been involved into uh, what I call so intrapreneurship. So both looking at uh, entrepreneurship in the way we, uh, we can see it for, for startups, but also inside large corporations and being involved into special projects such as uh, the launch of a specific business with strategic partners and, and the awards that came with it um, within within the company. The next one, I'm going to slightly adapt that for you. Sion or Morge? So, um, Sion or Morge, it's a difficult uh, choice because uh, both uh, benefit from an extraordinary environment. And uh, so if I may, can I say both? You can, yeah, of course. <laughs> Then the next one. Now, uh, let's see what you say here. Apple or Google? So, um, being an engineer and uh, an electrical engineer and working and uh, I've been a little bit of a geek uh, as a kid. Um, and perhaps it's the circumstances, but uh, at the age of 13, 
I had to to build my own Apple II uh, computer. Uh, my parents uh, either didn't want to or couldn't afford to buy the the end product, so I had to build it myself. And so my story with Apple started there. So I tend to stick to Apple. Great one. And the last one, lake or mountains? So that's that's a mulch or ocean question. Um, sort of, exactly. So <laughs> Just you know, phrased in a different way. So the lake for um, uh, kite surfing and uh, starting uh, lessons uh, in uh, foil, which is uh, really tricky. So very interesting, and, uh, and the lake offers that possibility for uh, for water sports. And I'm a fan also of obviously of skiing and uh, and snowboarding. So. Sorry, that's both as well. Again, yeah, fair point. <laughs> and it's basically the same question as before, just phrased differently. So uh, it's it's fair to say both again. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. All the best and lots of success with your company for the future. And I'm sure that we're going to hear much more about your startup. Thank you. Thank you. And stay tuned to uh, What Anywhere LinkedIn page, where you can read and hear of all the, all the news of um, of our startup and thank you very much again for inviting me it's been a pleasure we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did you can support us by rating our show on apple Podcasts. this way we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs